Wertes in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Die Frage ist nicht, wer die Kinder entführt hat, sondern wann. Das Ende ist der Anfang. Und der Anfang ist das Ende. Tick, tick. Du wirst alles verstehen, wenn es an der Zeit ist zu verstehen. Tick, tick. Aber jede Entscheidung für etwas ist doch immer eine Entscheidung gegen etwas. Wollen wir anfangen? Hallo und herzlich willkommen bei Dark, a companion podcast to the Netflix TV series. I'm Murgles. And I'm PV. And I'm Acorn. That was so cool. <laughs> That was so good. Thank you. Dankeschön. Wollen wir anfangen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So before we dive in, I just want to point out that this is a companion podcast and definitely not a watch along. So you want to have watched the series uh, and be hungry for more discussion, more theories, things like that. We've also chosen to run the podcast as like a conversation between friends. We've written our own notes and then we come back together to share it. Uh, so nobody has any sneak peeks at each other's notes. Uh, that means we won't always get everything completely right, but it should also lend for more surprises. And ultimately, we want you to feel like you're in our living room discussing right along with us. Today, we're talking primary, the use of color in dark. But before we continue, we have a question. Yes. yes. Okay. So I have a question for you guys. Okay. I'm ready. So excited. What amount of proof would you need to truly believe that time travel is real? Oh my gosh. That's a good question. That is such a good question. And I mean, aside from your own self coming to you and being yeah. like, sup, time travel is real. But if someone else came to you. My brain is instantly going to those movie scenes where someone appears and they're like saying, a glass is going to fall. And then that person's going to cough. And then that person's going to run into that person going through the door. You know, like the play by play, that yeah. would probably be proof. Um, but for me personally, I think that If they know me from the past, maybe even giving me some really important events in my life that no one else would really know, maybe that would convince me. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in the same boat. I feel like if it was someone that, you know, like my hubby or something that, but immediately, obviously, if they're freaking out about time travel, my first instinct is, oh my God, they're having like a psychotic break. It's not to be like, right, hey, travel's right. real. Yeah. Um, so, but, but my, my first instinct is to listen with compassion. So I think if then during that moment, they are like, you know, and this happens and then this happened and then I went through here and blah, blah, blah. I think I would just be like, okay to go along for the ride until there came a moment where I had to make a decision of like, no, this, I don't believe this or here's irrefutable proof. Yeah. And I think that the proof for me would, yes, definitely being able to lay out a course of events or even just maybe the way they said it. You know how sometimes people have the power to say something to you and you're like, I believe everything this person is saying, you know, like yeah. I can just feel it. I think that might also work too. Like yeah. if someone that looked like my husband, like so much like my hubby in the future that I could recognize him came to me and looked at me and just started crying the way Jonas looks at Martha, I would be like, I believe everything that you're about to tell me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That's super fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think like 
finding the balance between believing that that person believes it, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's possible for people to believe something without it actually being like a thing that's happening. Yeah, I believe that you believe it. Yeah, I believe that you believe it. I think I would honestly need to be brought to the machine and sent back in time, probably, for me to believe it. Really? To believe it? To see it yourself? Yeah, I yeah. feel like I would need to see it myself. I think they do, like the way that they do it in the show with uh, Magnus and Francisca, and I think they go back in time. Yeah. Or I think, Peebs, if you came to me. I was just going to say, if I came to you and I was like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this person's going to get elected, and blah, blah, blah. That's the other thing, too. If there were two of someone in one place then that's you know that's all you need yeah that's true yeah you know if there was a you and then a future you but if you were like that can't be me and i was like that can't be you but what if what if it was you but you didn't really like recognize yourself but there was like an eerie yeah and then you're kind of like uh is this person just pretending to be me and knowing i'm obsessed with time travel like what do you want that's the other thing too They'd have to not want anything from me. <laughs> are you selling something? Like, like, yeah. Are you selling something? Do you want my banking information? What's happening totally here? Fair. Because the I don't world is going to end. We need your pin for your bank yeah, account. We need your pin number. Uh-huh. Only you. Only your ten dollars can save this. Oh, okay. Oh man. You need to, you need to pull out five hundred dollars right now and be standing at that corner at that time. You, you your future me? you just comes up and it's like thanks I feel so stupid I have no money so I needed yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just coming for a loan I am reading this book right now called Exhalation I think um, that has a weird time travel short it's a, just a collection of short stories and um, there is a short story in the very beginning that's like that where uh, a young man steals from himself in the future like he goes or he goes yeah he goes into the future and sees that he is like not living extra like he hasn't gotten anywhere Mm. like his house is still the same house and like everything and he's like what i didn't make anything of myself like unbelievable and then he sees you know uh, he finds a chest of lots of gold lots of money and so he steals it from himself and then he goes back and he lives a bit extravagantly and then people end up seeing how extravagantly he's living and they rob him and then or they i think it's like they steal his wife and take his wife hostage and it's like if you want to, you know, see her live, then you have to give us this money. And, and he's like, okay. So he manages to give the money away. And then he sent, spends the rest of his life saving up, knowing that in the past, he's going to need oh to steal from gosh. himself so that he can get his wife back. Oh yeah. My God, so he doesn't live so extravagantly. Cool. Yeah. It's that's a really so neat good. story. It's a really neat short story. So. I feel like that fits really like nicely in with the way Dark handles time travel as well. Mm-hmm. This whole like, mm-hmm. oh, once you understand why you need to do this, then you're going to do it. Yes. You have to do it. Yeah. It's that whole deterministic approach to time travel. Yeah. You're supporting the closed system of time travel mm-hmm. and anticipating the next necessary action that needs to be taken. Yeah. yeah. Snake eating its tail. Ouroboros. All right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are good question marks. Yeah, so good. Oh, thanks. Do we have any? Oh, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Right, good call. I I did have something. We said last episode we were going to try making the toast Hawaii and report back. Mm-hmm. We did not, but I think it's actually appropriate because we're talking about theme this episode versus like story. So I think are we all in agreement that we want to do that this week? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'll get the recipe to you guys that I found. But otherwise, when I was editing, the only thing I wanted to bring up is I went back and looked for the YouTube video about the um, the Klein bottles 
And I found the video that I originally watched on YouTube. It's by an account called Numberphile, which is a great account. It's all about math. And this one episode about Klein bottles shows and discusses how it's a never ending bottle and it shouldn't exist, but they're able to actually like make one out of, I think some people blow it out of glass, other people 3D print it. And so he's talking about the mathematics around the impossibility of the Klein bottle. And it's really, really good. So if you're interested in learning more, search for that on YouTube. Yeah, we we can also put it in this week's show notes, which is what my housekeeping is about. Um, Because originally I had said you can go to the GeekGen website slash dark and just find the show notes. But that's technically not exactly true. You want to go to thegeekgeneration.com slash dark slash show notes to get directly to the show notes. Or you can just go to thegeekgeneration.com slash dark. It'll list everything like all of the different places where you can listen to the podcast. But it also has a link directly to the show notes. I imagine as we go on, those will become more and more important. Last week, we had two exhibits because we were talking about pictures. Those were included in those show notes. That way, you're not wondering what we're talking about. You can go look at it right along with us. So I will include that video that Acorn just mentioned um, or that YouTube channel in this week's show notes. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Well, shall we dive in then? Yes, I can't wait, especially because we don't know what each other is going to say. So I'm yeah, like, I found, I I found no notes, clue. but I'm like, I'm so excited to hear what both of you found. I also love color theory. Can I just say? Can we just, okay. Yes. Ah! yes. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's go. I'm ready. Okay. So today we're going to be. I was trying to do the theme what? for dark. I'm so sorry. I was like going to do it and then. Are we take just going to sing it out? The no, whole, no. Do we, no. I mean, I thought that was pretty good. I think, I think it was fans really good. of dark will know what just happened, but. Maybe if we do it all at the same time, <laughs> we, all we create like parts. a full. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just overlay it into a full. Oh my God. Orchestra. Vocal <laughs> orchestra. I'm sure we'll end up sounding like cats. Like, cat- yeah. They're like, what are <laughs> they doing? Cats caterwauling the dark theme. <laughs> <laughs> Three adult <laughs> woman just be like wrong. <laughs> 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 okay, all right. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking primary, the use of color in dark. So uh, when I was doing some of my research, um, well, first of all, I should say that when you watch the show, it is very clear that there is a deliberateness with the mm-hmm. way they use color. If you watch it, then you're very keenly aware of three main colors that are consistently used. So we have red, blue, and yellow. And these colors are actually, if you look at a color wheel, these colors sit exact opposite of each other on a color wheel in a triad, much like the triad that we see through both times and also the symbolism that we have with the Celtic knots and things like that. And also one of the notes about this type of of color theory, the color scheme of a triad, all three colors are distributed evenly around the color wheel, causing no clear dominance of any one color. So when you have that, each color sort of stands on its own. I would like us to start with the color red. So if you want, we can start listing off things within the show that we've noticed were used frequently. I have a list of the the main things that carried the color red. You know what I'm really curious about? What did you what did you both find red to symbolize? Could we start there? 
Because I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence with what it really means in the show. Mm-hmm. Of Ooh, course. I like so I actually had a really hard time finding or like figuring out if the okay. show had a distinct meaning for each of the colors other than the colors just like being there. I'm sure that they had some meaning. But in mm-hmm. terms of like trying to find a through line of like, this is what yellow represents in the show consistently, I actually found it pretty, pretty difficult. Well, I think the yellow one, there is. The red one might not be so much. Yeah. But like, I I see what you mean. Because, you know, for example, in like uh, a show like Breaking Bad, they literally used color to kind of show you what was about to happen. Like every time there is red on the screen, there's an explosion is about to happen in the next scene, either an actual physical fire explosion or someone yelling. And it's just, it's really wild how they use color in that show. And I don't think they do that necessarily in dark to show like, you know, something is about to happen, but I definitely think they're using it to, I guess, standard psychology and color theory, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of where I landed too. And I think yellow, since it's it's used, I guess, most prominently than the other two colors, I feel like it has the most um, defined meaning, but I was kind of on the fence with with red and blue because, yeah, like you said, the, it has regular color psychology tied to it. But I don't know if it was aside from the triadic harmony that links to, like you said, Mergles, the three different time periods and all of this like rules of threes. I don't know if there was anything, I guess, more concrete than that for for red and blue. Well, what what were you torn between for red, Acorn? Well, it means the the passion, the fire, warfare, strength, power. Mm-hmm. But then there's also love and passion. I mean, those are kind of the traditional meanings of of the color. And then, of course, in Eastern cultures, there's also like prosperity and happiness. So red is just really emotionally intense and it covers a huge spectrum. I don't know if the the showmakers had a specific, I guess, theme in mind or if it was more just it was one of the primary colors. And so they made sure to incorporate that into different scenes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With red specifically, uh, red has this sort of like mythology uh, in the show and it's very much tied to the concept of thread. It's seen as the thread around the the penny. Um, It's seen as the red cord in the wind and caves, which like carry you to different portals. Marta is wearing a red thread. It's like very tied to Ariadne and all this other stuff. I have something really interesting to say about that. So a friend messaged me after listening to the last episode and said, please tell me when you talk about color theory, you're going to talk about a kaito, which means red thread. Yeah. Please tell me you're going to talk about that. And I was like, oh, but, you know, it's they're referencing mythology. It's not necessarily referencing, you know, the the Chinese red thread. And then he said, yeah, but look, nowhere in mythology does it say Ariadne's thread is red. Nowhere. Oh, it's just Ooh. something that people have assumed based on the Chinese potentially taken from the Chinese mythology of the red thread, which is tying two lovers in destiny intertwined together in destiny yeah and i i had just assumed that ariadne's thread was red as well i went okay and so then i went digging and i was like you're you're right there is nothing that says her thread is red it's just a thread and so i thought that was very interesting so yeah talking a little bit about um the red thread of fate is what it's called or the red thread of of marriage where um in the original chinese myth it's tied around both individuals ankles And then in the Japanese culture, it goes from the male thumb to the female's little finger. And that red thread ties them together in destiny throughout time. 
and they're just soulmates essentially. So it's like that kind of destined uh, partner. That's just an interesting thought that they that they went with red. Maybe that is where that came. Just the idea that the thread is red is where that came from. But also, yeah. Um, yeah, I like the idea that it is sort of passion because if you think Jonas and Marta are tied together potentially because we think they might represent the kids, right? In the the real true world, they represent Tanhouse's son and Tan daughter-in-law. Tanhouse's son and his daughter-in-law, yeah. And we have, you know, we have reasons why we think that, which we'll t- obviously probably talk about later. But I think collectively we were like, yeah, that's that's what that is. Yeah, I actually love that. I think I think that's probably the closest symbol for red, especially with mm-hmm. the red thread, is that destiny, fate. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is in Claudia's bunker, you know, the the wall with all the pictures on it, there's a red thread that connects Mikkel and Michael Yes, on that wall. And I think it's one of either the only use of the thread on that wall or one of like very few. You're right. Because when I went, I was, we were designing the podcast covers and we had like a whole bunch of different options. I was like, I'm going to do the red thread on this cover here. Because one of the names for the podcast was like, we were going to do where or when. Um, And then it's like, so we were doing this red thread. And then I went back and I grabbed screenshots from the show and the threads are mostly grayscale. And there's only that one red thread or two, I think. It's very it, little. I want to say it's two. Yeah. Because yeah. Jonas, I think, has a couple. It very much reads to me in that moment then of like how much Jonas at that time really f- did believe that Miko was the only beginning to that and that he was maybe the only person that like mattered or like he, you know, connecting those two timelines might be the most important, um, which of mm-hmm. course later on we find out is not correct. Yeah. The fate or destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think for Red, I think it's probably doing the passion and that because if you think about it, they use it specifically. I guess we should go over probably the list of when they use it. But I do like the idea of of mentioning kind of what we think before we dive in because we could find out if we're right or not. But the idea of following the thread, you go through the cave, right? It's your way out of the cave. Yes, they're referencing Ariadne's thread, and and mythology of of following mm-hmm. that out. But what are you following out? You're following your passion. You're following the only the thing driving Jonas forward is that passion and that power and that desire to like end this loop. So he's literally following a passion thread through the beginning to the end of the cave, which is literally all he's been yeah. doing essentially his whole life. Well, once he finds out about time travel. So I do think it's mostly passion, but I do think they chose the red thread, maybe because of the the destiny, the the Eastern culture of soulmates and you're tied to fate. Yeah, I love that. So just to quickly go over the main instances where red is used, we have the 1986 uh, penny coin on a red lanyard on the bodies of yep. the dead boys. We have the red cord showing the path through the Wyndham Caves to the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Marta, Claudia, and most of the women sometimes wear bright red lipstick, which goes into Francisca being angry about Elizabeth taking her red lipstick. And before Elizabeth walks home yeah. and meets Noah, she puts the red lipstick on. I have something to say about that. 
Oh my gosh, yes. That was something that was interesting to me the first and second time I watched through seasons one and two before I'd gotten to three, because in that first scene where, I think it's episode three of season one, where Katerina and Hannah are having a conversation as teenagers in school, Katerina talks about a mixtape and says, there's this one song, and it's about a girl who wears red lipstick who gets killed in the woods. And then Hannah's like, my dad says only prostitutes wear lipstick. Whoa. And then later, and I think it's, Falco's Genie. Genie is the name of the song. That song is actually like a big deal in in Germany. Um, is it? It was extremely. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Like controversial when it came out because it's it's literally about a young girl being. I think she's kidnapped. Um, and it became a very popular song. But of course, it was extremely extremely controversial so it culturally that like is kind of a big deal because when that song came out everyone yeah. was talking about it yeah so there it's also relevant to them talking about it in the show because when it came out everybody was talking about yeah, it Yeah, true because it was introduced so early in the series we had this almost thought planted in our head that red lipstick equals prostitute equals murder and so when we see Elizabeth wearing Francisca's red lipstick and walking through the woods, you have this almost rising sense of tension and anxiety because you're like, she's going to get killed. She's going to get kidnapped. Something's going to happen. Yeah, because they literally set it up. Yeah. But instead, she meets Noah. Oh, yeah. God. But he's a killer and a kidnapper. Uh-huh. And oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't put things. to. Oh, gosh, I didn't put it together in yeah. that sense. I was thinking he's her future like lover. And so it's like a weird twist of like the maturity of wearing red lipstick on a child who ends up becoming his lover in the future. But the fact that he's a kidnapper and a murderer, that's perfect. Holy, like had he not known, had he not known that he was, she, they were meant to be together. What, what would have happened there? Ooh, ooh, I love Noah. 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 (laughs) I love Noah so much. I, it's so bad though. (laughs) It's so bad. It's ah. Why do I love you so much, Noah? Um, yeah, that is crazy interesting. Now, you know what's really funny, and this is a side tangent, but um, my partner does not enjoy red lipstick at all either. So I don't know if like culturally that is like a, is, is that just something that we've all grown up? But like growing up, I was like, red lipstick is sensual. And like, you know, you're a real woman if you wear red lipstick. And I used to, be, I was terrified to ever put it on or try it. And right. then, you know well into well well into my adulthood I put it on and I was like this looks bomb <laughs> and you know like I don't know why I was so afraid to wear red lipstick for so long and yeah but I don't know if you two have any experience oh, yeah. with that at all <laughs> yeah my <laughs> I oh, think yeah. we actually like when we saw each other at Christmas we saw um both of our our guys were like oh yeah red lipstick it, don't like it and I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, and we were like, red what are you talking so about? Yeah, it's and like, like gorgeous. such a powerful color. Such a power yeah. color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, such a power color. And then and then I think like my guy was like, it's either like old ladies wear it or Clowns. like, what? Are you kidding? Yeah. And I was like, OK, well, I'm just going to wear it even harder. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to wear it even more. Yeah, that's my my partner associates it with clowns, not prostitutes. But yeah, and I'm like, really? Wow, really? It's such a good color. God damn. Yeah, I think I was always scared to wear it because of what you were saying, PB, about it being like in a color of sensuality, mm-hmm. uh, womanhood, um, maturity, and like sex. And so yeah. for me, it was always very intimidating because it was like you put it on, and then it's really attention grabbing and yes. bringing attention to you. Yeah. Yep. And I am like, I was not comfortable with that at all. Any kind of that, that kind of attention. I, yeah, 
I grew up in a right. environment where I didn't really Same. have, you know, YouTube tutorials didn't exist. I didn't know how to put makeup on. So I just like didn't wear any, you know, until well, well, well into adulthood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Same. there's that aspect as well. Like yeah. I just didn't know. And then I'd put like one type of red lipstick without understanding skin undertones. So it would look really bad. And I'd be like, no, I just can't wear red lipstick no bitch you've got like mm -hmm. 12 different shades of red <laughs> find the one that like fits your skin i honestly i remember the moment where i realized wait has everyone been filling in their eyebrows and i just like <laughs> never knew that filling in your eyebrows was a thing right for mm -hmm. all of time mm -hmm. since when <laughs> yeah until instagram yep. really i feel like i was like wow these these girls have amazing eyebrows they must be like so genetically blessed but no, it's makeup. All these kids who are going to be like amazing makeup artists. And I was, you know, out there at 13, turning my eyeballs into raccoon dark smudges, <laughs> just full yes. waterline eyeliner all around the way. So it's interesting to see that we think of red lipstick as being like a power color yeah. or like sensual. And but some people still have kind of an aversion to it. And I, I'm I hesitate to ask this, but I'm going to brave and say I'd like to know what you think about red lipstick, those listening. So if you want to tweet at us and let us know, this is just an experiment. I'm just curious. Tell us like where you're from in the world, generally speaking. Don't need to know super details, but it's a culture experiment. I'd love to know kind of what culturally you, how you feel about red lipstick. So you can use hashtag darkcompanionpod or email us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. Um, after we have uh, Elizabeth putting on the red lipstick before meeting Noah, Another example is Claudia wears a bright red suit when she meets with Bernd. I wonder if they're showing you who is lovers. I wonder too. The thing yeah. that kind of threw me off from it at that time though was that I couldn't find an example where Jonas and Marta wore red. They both wear the yellow rain jacket, which I yeah. wonder if it communicates that they are. I wonder what it communicates, you know, because. I have a theory on that. But. Awesome. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. We'll, I'll, I'll save it for the yellow, but yeah. Because we also have Agnes wearing her red dress when she arrives yes. in Winden in 1953. Yes. However, the yeah. like the actual love scenes that we have between Agnes and um, and Doris, she's wearing yellow. Maybe that will get back into your theory about Marta yeah. and Jonas. Well, so wait, she's wearing she's wearing yellow when she's interacting with Doris. In a loving way? When when she is having sex with Doris, when she's, uh, that scene where she's having sex with Doris, and I think young Claudia walks in, she's wearing yellow. Oh, I totally forgot about that. She's yeah. wearing yellow. Okay. I believe she's wearing the yellow dress at that point. Yeah, I think so, because Doris is just in her regular dress, right? Yeah, and then when Doris puts on that dress... I literally blanked on that sex scene. I totally forgot about it. So. <laughs> How could you forget to know. about that scene? Oh, my God. I forget about everything about five minutes after it happens. <laughs> so it's just standard. Um, when Agnes gives Doris a dress, she gives her the yellow dress, which I believe is that yes. I knew. Um, yeah, that I And knew. then the last time we see Agnes, she's in blue. But yes, the very first time that we see Agnes and the very first time she meets Doris, she's wearing that striking red dress. Yeah. yeah. So I personally think that that is a nod. I mean, yes, she should be wearing a red dress because of passion and you know, other things, but they mentioned the matrix a couple of times in the show directly. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the matrix? She's the woman in the red dress, right? Like if oh, you yeah. focus on her and what she, her interaction with Doris, you might miss 
the your key element there, Holy right? Cow. Were you looking at yeah, were you looking at what's happening around you, Neo, or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Oh my god. They literally matrixed yeah. us. Do we so need to we go were back looking at the woman in the <laughs> and rewatch it. I think we I think we should probably go back and rewatch that scene or at least like when she comes in because there's probably a bunch of hints. But we were all looking at the woman in the red dress instead of paying attention to where she came from, who her fucking husband yep. was. Like, you know, we, we just weren't focused on what really mattered at that moment, which was getting out of the matrix. Yeah. Wow. Um, at least that's how I took yeah. that scene. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. I think I would definitely need to, like, go back and watch that scene then when we when we meet her, because I remember very distinctly being like, "Ooh, that red dress and basically focusing like my yeah, yeah. attention was on her the whole time. And I basically spent that. Well, she's, she's gorgeous. So, like, so I spent the whole scene <laughs> being like, so oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> We all turned into yeah, Doris. Yeah, we were all, Doris Puddle every at that single moment. person like, was Doris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doris was us. I love too how they they teased us too because she was in like maybe two or three episodes and then she just kind of disappeared and I was so mm-hmm. upset. So I'm like, where's Doris and Agnes? I want I want to see them. I want to see more about their story. Can I say something controversial? What's that? Please. Doris should have been future Martha, the actress who played Doris was like in my opinion a perfect future oh Martha. i see yeah because visually yeah. they look very similar like, they look so similar and for a long time i was like wait this doesn't make any sense because this looks like martha and but, also a twist yeah that yeah. would be crazy but that means we would have seen far less of her and i really i really really enjoyed the way the actress played doris she was so I, I liked wonderful her. without saying anything we all knew she was in love like it was it was great it was it was wonderful. It was perfect. Yeah, it was so, so good. Okay, so then the next time that we see Red, Mikel is wearing a red coat over his skeleton right, outfit yeah. when he disappears. And then Claudia Tiedemann sometimes wears a red blouse as a child. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> Are these all people who travel? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. Yes. Claudia, Mikkel, Agnes... Elizabeth, Elizabeth with the red lipstick, Francisca, Francisca with the red lipstick. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I have hold up because I have I have a more exhaustive list as well. These were like the mm-hmm. the main notes. Yeah. Um, big shout out quickly to Reddit and Wikipedia and yes. all the places. Oh my um, God, we love we love the dark subreddit. Yes. Um. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So this this is a list where someone wrote basically every single thing that they saw that could that is red or could be used in place yeah. of red. Eric Obendorf's hair. He travels. Yana's dress and her wedding portrait. Yana doesn't travel. Claudia wears red lipstick. Uh-huh. Mikkel's got the red jacket. Katerina mm-hmm. has red nail polish and a red shirt at one point. She also yeah. travels. Yeah. Agnes. The Convald house is like red and, and sort of turquoise. Francisca wears a hoodie, which is red after she has uh makes love to magnus after magnus yeah, and that's her more sex. maroon though yeah that's true like i know that hoodie and i think it's a very specific shade of red that they use yeah for this red string and and things like that but yeah this note says helga 1953 car that gets hit by helga in 2019 so the car might have been red oh my god you're right the car is red the car is red after he travels and hits himself with yes, the car. Yeah, yeah. If we go back to red meaning fate and destiny as well as passion. Then that's oh my exactly goodness. what they're doing. Wow. That's awesome. 
that's why we do the podcast this way. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Jonas, Jonas is wearing like underneath his yellow jacket. He is constantly wearing like a red. It's a very dark red. It's like a maroon red. Um, I think it looks like a velvet sweater or velvet jumper, but it's a red jumper that he's wearing underneath the yellow raincoat. So that could be a thing. Though we don't see Jonas in red ever again. He, his main primary like color focus is, I mean, he when he becomes Adam, he wears like a bluish gray and right. the stranger wears like only dark, dark muted tones. I think that's actually like a really crazy tie because it sounds like all the people who wear red are travelers yeah. or have traveled or are about to travel. Or their destiny is set in stone. Like they yeah. are, Yeah, it's predetermined, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Anna too. I don't. I don't know if you said this one, but she was wearing a, a red bra in one of the scenes where she was massaging. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And she travels. And maybe that's like an element of the the thread, like a another an, yeah in, sort of another example of how the thread is tying people into the timeline, traveling wise. You know. Yes. I. Th- that's that's awesome. That's a neat discovery. All right. So that's everything for Red. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about when it comes to Red? No, I just wanted to shout out and he'll probably have a heart attack if I don't mention his name. Uh, my friend Riley, who did mention, you know, begged me to please mention the, you know, Akai Ito, the Red Thread. And I yeah. originally was like, oh, no, but they're referencing the, you know, gr- Greek mythology um, because it, it takes that kind of like puzzle brain to be like, yeah, but then I, I, I looked further and they don't mention that it's Red. So, you know, thank you, because that was that's a really, really important part that I had missed because I assumed it was the same in both cultures and I was wrong. Yeah, I have I have one more thought that kind of encompasses everything that we've talked about so far, starting from Ariadne's thread to uh, the Chinese belief about the the red cord uh, and then kind of what we settled on with red symbolizing fate and destiny as well as passion, because I thought it was really appropriate when. Young Jonas is sitting in the theater watching Martha play the part of Ariadne and the red thread and all of the red symbolism in that scene, because later he comes back as the traveler Jonas and uses red on the map that leads him through the cave. So the red in that sense would also symbolize fate and destiny because it was him traveling through the cave and finding the portal that led to everything. Oh, man. There's also an interesting moment, um, just piggybacking off of that. There's an interesting moment that I caught where uh, I think Jonas rides his bike to the cave. And then when he comes back, the stranger has left a red cord for him. And so he finds a bit of red string uh, right there on his bike and is like, what? Which later ties to the the red thread in the cave. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. The red cord is literally given to the kids. They wear it because they travel. So they're locked in destiny. All right. Well, I think that's super awesome when it comes to red. And we can always come back and like jump back if there's anything that uh, jumps Mm -hmm. back out to us. All right. So moving on to the color blue and how blue is used in the show. Yes. Um, I'm super curious about blue because I think blue is used the least. uh, But when looking at its use... I think mm-hmm. it probably has some big statement going on that I think we will really enjoy. So things in the show that are consistently blue. The bunker in 1986. 
Um, the wallpaper in the 1986 bunker has a blue background. The I believe the carpet is blue as well. It's like a totally blue room. Um, Yana Nielsen wears blue sweaters, blouses, and shawls. And Tronte Nielsen wears a blue jacket when he arrives in Winden. And Agnes sometimes wears a blue dress. Oh, I also want to note that H.G. Tanhouse, when he's young, he's wearing red. No. In his middle age, he's wearing a blue suit. And in his older self, he's wearing gray and a white lab coat. And I tried very hard yeah. to figure out, like, is there yellow? Other than the fact that in all of the scenes in his older self, the entire room is bathed yeah. in like golden light. Oh, my God. So it could be that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was also very, very interesting in terms of like tying all of that together. That yeah. was super interesting. Yeah. I'm curious as to how blue is used. I mean, typically with the with color theory, blue is like peaceful, tranquility, like a calming force. It's usually faith though too, right? Faith and spirituality yeah, yeah. is usually blue. Yeah. Faith, wisdom. If we go back to who's wearing it and when they're wearing it. I think Yana is wearing it all the time. Um, I also found some reference to blue being associated with Mother Mary. Oh, yes, uh, that's true. And this idea of like Mary lost her son. Is that what's, you know, happening with Yana in this scenario? Is that both Yana oh, wow. and Tante have lost their son? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that could be something that's there as well. It also represents truth too, right? Like clarity of mind. Yeah. So go through that list again for me. Who wears it? Sure. Yana Nielsen wears blue. Tronte Nielsen wears blue. Agnes also wears blue. So Agnes has known the truth. And didn't we say in episode one, when we were talking about secrets, mm -hmm. that Tronte hears from Claudia like right away and is in on the plan the whole time. Yeah. The true plan. And also Yana is very aware of the adultery that is happening. Oh, She's man. aware of the truth. Yeah. She's aware of the truth. Yeah. And you said Adam sort of wears it at the end, or is it that he's in gray? It He's in gray, but it appears to be like yeah. a bluish gray. Ooh, I have more. Yes. So here's some other examples of blue being used or characters wearing blue. Mm -hmm. um, Claudia in her 1986 outfit is blue. She knows the truth. She knows the truth. Regina mm -hmm. in her 2019 blue robe. She is the truth. Mm. That makes sense. Like she's yeah. the, that's how Claudia found the truth is through Regina. Helga has a uh, Helga's wearing a work uniform. His work uniform in 1986 is mm -hmm. also blue. Blue cups for Mikkel's trick. Yeah. Holy. Which is crazy. That is actually really odd, especially if we're saying that it's truth. Yeah, because that could symbolize the truth of him time traveling, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Claudia carries blue prints and those blue prints are seen throughout the show. She's the mm -hmm. one who's bringing them back. Yana also has blue and white pills that she's taking. Let me just confirm. Did they do another Matrix thing on us? Red pill and blue pill? My goodness. Ooh, probably. Normally, I would just say it's my own obsession with the Matrix that, that did it, but they specifically reference it a couple times in the show. So for sure, they definitely put more things in there. And also the way they, they filmed and approached some of the scenes were very much reminiscent of the storytelling of that film. So. So I can't find, uh, I'm, I would have to go back and yeah. check the show and like look at the scene where she, where she takes pills to confirm that they're blue. Mm -hmm. um, but it does seem that if, I mean, the Reddit is pretty exhaustive. So if it's there, then it's probably correct. Yeah. 
I love I love how much we trust the fam on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. A thousand percent. Also, the the hospital room that um, Mikkel is in is blue. Yeah. So they, they do a couple of things with the color theory in like how they're going to do tone shifts, too, because they do they do an entire shift in color depending on what time they're in and what world they're in. Right. To kind of just help you visually differentiate the two. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So and uh, Jonas's original world, I think, is like, you know, I, I want to say the normal tones, but it is on the warmer side. It, it does have a bit more of the the yellow yeah. in it. And then they do the they do the weird blue um, stripped of color for his future, the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and then for Martha's world, it is mostly blue. They switch and do tonal. It might not be blue, but it's darker tonally. It's not as bright as Jonas's world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think the idea of it being like representing truth or the the knowledge of truth or the sharing of truth, I think that's actually really genius. The only thing is like the bunker. The bunker is yes. also truth in some sense because it's like the main yeah, the main hub of where everyone knows what's happening. Well, also if you think about the fact that it's wallpaper and that wallpaper peels away over time, mm-hmm. that's literally it. That wallpaper mm-hmm. is like hiding yes. the truth and then over time it peels away to reveal the truth, right? Which leads to the truth. Yep. Yeah. And Charlotte finds the bit of wallpaper in the yep. bunker, which is like another like, yeah, it leads oh, to good. the truth. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> now, this is a fun, fun little example, potentially of confirmation bias. Oh, where true. We're just like, is it this thing? <laughs> and then we find all the evidence that leads to that thing. But that's what that, that's what you're supposed to do with a show like this, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, in just... In um, literary theory, too. Yes. I mean, a lot of the times people will say the author was doing this or the author was trying to convey that. And then probably the author was just subconsciously writing something and we we're writing meaning into that thing. Yeah. But it's the same thing. But it's still fun. Yeah. And it's par- yeah, it's still fun. And it's part of what makes the show so beautiful that we can do that. Yes. And also there is an argument for did you write it that way? Because subconsciously, this is how we feel about color theory. And we've yeah. seen it. We're We've been taught it in film and and now we just, yeah, do it elsewhere. Now, that opening scene when Mikkel hangs himself is blue tones. Oh, man. True. Which could just be because it's dark and rainy and sad, but also just, just throwing it out there. Whew. Because he knows the truth. He just found out. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so this is a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And this is a side note. In doing my research, I have found... A very cool study um, that was done basically around the perception of time and color. Shut up. Okay. So this is this was a study um, by Masahiro Shibasaki and Nobuo Masataka. It was published on July 31st, uh, 2014. So basically what they did was they investigated the effect of the color red on time perception using a temporal bisection task with human adults. The results showed that the perceived duration of a red screen was longer than that of a blue screen. However, the results reflected sex differences. Men, but not women, overestimated the duration of the red screen. So basically what they did is they sat people down, they put like light on for a certain amount of time, and then asked them how they perceived how long that period of time was. Yeah, like how long was this light on? Yeah, and they found that men found that red light consistently was a shorter amount of time than blue. But that they over 
overestimated the time versus yes. the women. Yes. And that okay. women did not. Huh. So additionally, the reaction times to a red screen were faster than those to a blue screen. And we found a significant correlation between reaction time and the tendency to overestimate the duration of a red screen. Participants who reacted quickly to a red screen overestimated its duration. And apparently there was a difference in gender. That's so cool. That's so interesting. Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy to think that like our perception of time entirely can be changed by color and other things. Um, yeah. So that that was an interesting side note. It's not necessarily directly related to dark, but I found yeah, it cool. That's, that's yeah, that's awesome. That's super fascinating. That is awesome. I think that brings us to yellow, yeah. which I think we probably have a lot to say about yellow. The primary uses of yellow in the show are Jonas and his iconic yellow raincoat. And that raincoat is also used on Marta in the alternate world and uh, at the very end as well, where we see that yellow raincoat. Yellow barrels of radioactive material. So the barrels where um, that carry the radioactive material, which caused the god particle, are yellow. The doors in the trim of the high school are painted yellow. Agnes sometimes wears a bright yellow dress. The radiation suits are yellow. The anti-nuclear sweatshirt that Mads Nielsen wears in his 1986 photo with Ulrich is yellow. The cassette tape in Mads Walkman is also yellow. Bernadette's umbrella and Hannah's massage table is yellow in the scene where she's massaging Alexander. So those are the the main uses of yellow. I'm sure there's many more, um, but those are the, the, the biggies. Just to go back here really quickly, that t-shirt that you... Uh, the one it says what does it say on it mads mads is like sweatshirt yeah it's it says auto menergy nine danke so not thanks oh atom energy nine danke yeah it means like nuclear power no thank you yeah it's like a, a political statement oh, okay i did not know that i did not know that's what his shirt said oh man so he's like against the power plant man all right and so we talked about that last episode, right, Mergles, and how it was around that time period that the nuclear, why am I blanking? Chernobyl. Thank you, yeah. Chernobyl. <laughs> like my brain blanked on the completely iconic name Cher Chernobyl. Yeah, we talked about that was uh, in the 80s, <laughs> right? 80s. So that it was, was around that months. time. It was actually six months prior to. It was six months. Yeah. Because the newspaper. It was a couple of months. <laughs> yes. It was a, a number of months, but yes, within months before um, the events of 1986. So obviously nuclear energy is a hot topic at that time in the 80s. And maybe he was, do you think that he was, he went in back in time with that? Or was that something that he was dressed in once he got there? Oh, Matt? Oh, I think it was his shirt because he's, he's wearing it in one of the photos, right? Like as if it, he okay, was yes, owning yes. it ahead You're of right, time. Right, right. Yeah, but it's interesting that they use that yellow shirt that says no thanks to nuclear power Yes, that plays into what I was what I found about the symbolism of yellow. Why don't you go first then? Yeah, sure. Uh, awesome. A lot of it, I will give credit. A lot of it comes from this one article from sci-fi.com. They were writing about yellow symbolizing love and danger. And I love I love that concept because with Jonas and Martha, Alt Martha, both wearing the yellow coat, that obviously kind of ties into what we were talking about, about the um, the connection across time and their being destined for each other in that connection of love. But then also with like the biohazard waste barrels being yellow and a lot of these other like cautionary imagery of the dangers of different 
objects or elements or things. I think this is, it's a really cool combination of themes of yellow and then also themes of danger kind of overlapping through time. I think also on that note as well, it starts to make a little bit more sense what we were saying earlier about how in the in the love scene between uh, Agnes and Doris, she's wearing yellow and the dress that Agnes gives Doris is yellow. So it could have, you know, signify the initial meeting is this passion of red, uh, but their following scenes together are sort of transferred to yellow, which if we think of it as like true yeah, love. Passion into then, love. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also speaking of the of Agnes's dress, I was reading that our eyes detect yellow first when it's placed with black. And that's why a lot of the cautionary signs and symbols are like bright, bright safety yellow. According to Pantone, it's like a safety yellow color that is paired with black because it's eye catching and it will help us see quickly the danger. And so there's that one scene where Agnes is going into the bunker wearing the bright yellow dress and then a black hat and black gloves. And that's the scene that she talks to Claudia about Doris and Agnes decides to continue going through time and to not stay with Doris and stay for love. So the love, even in that scene, transfers from the yellow of love to the yellow of danger or caution. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think I think that that could be a, a really good interpretation because as well, Hannah's massage table is yellow. And that's the that's the day where she begins to blackmail Alexander and has that discussion. Yeah. Again, Bernadette's umbrella is yellow, and we know that Bernadette and Peter are like lovers and are destined to be lovers. And she also works as a sex worker. Yeah. And, you know, with danger for sure, we have those barrels of nuclear waste and then the radiation suits to to carry us through. Yeah. So I think that could be a really, really like good interpretation. Yeah, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Evie, what's yours? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Mine. Okay, so I have to back up a little bit. There's another show that I really love that uses color uh, brilliantly. And that show is called Utopia. And so because of that show, I went in uh, like a craze looking for what yellow means in cinema usually. Um, and yellow in general for means like wisdom, uh, knowledge, kind of idealism, hope, you know, those kind of like bright, happy colors. But in film, they also use it to um, talk about dishonesty, betrayal and deceit. Mm. And then, of course, like hazard uh, is on there as well. So I, I thought it was super interesting to see that both both Marta and Jonas wear this bright, iconic yellow coat when they are like young and idealistic about changing time and making a difference. And then also the flip side, it can mean dishonesty or betrayal or deceit, because especially going back that moment when Agnes is standing there wearing the yellow and black and it's like, do this or go back. And she betrays her and go like she betrays her love and her own feelings to, you know, go stay and continue to travel rather than go back to Doris. And then Hannah on the table, the moment she's about to betray and blackmail someone like they they are using it in that way, which is super interesting uh, to me to see that they are representing or can represent, you know, a betrayal or or deceit in some way, because I never knew that I didn't know that films would frequently do that. Or if the color theory in film, that's a common thing that they do. I didn't know that until I discovered Utopia. 
That's super, that's super interesting as well, because I think like when you think back on it, out of all of the characters in the whole show, mm-hmm. who is carrying the most deception? Yeah. And I would, I would argue that it is Jonas and Adam and Marta and Ava, yeah. because they are continuously pulling the strings and lying to yeah. everyone around them. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it's sort of like a hint at their future of being deceptive it's it's almost like it's almost like the coat is a hazard sign to literally everyone else in their lives yeah it's like stay away (laughs) yeah yeah like look out i love that yeah i love that maybe if we think of it in that in that regard then like and look at all other examples of yellow in the show Mm -hmm. and see it as a sort of telling someone so you know agnes wearing that yellow dress when they're making love before she goes and betrays her could just be a symbol of like, look out, this person is not trustworthy. Yeah. Danger, deception ahead. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. Man, I really love our episode title already, but if we weren't going to call it that, danger, deception ahead is a great one. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. On the topic of Jonas too, and you were saying, Phoebe, how when they were younger, both Jonas and Alt Martha wear yellow mm-hmm. and how it's like hope and I guess like youth and idealism specifically. Idealism. Yeah. So we've talked about blue. And so it's interesting to me how young Jonas is wearing a yellow coat and then he's wearing a regular coat and a yellow yes. face mask in the apocalyptic time. He's still got hope. Yep. And then as Adam, he wears blue. It's gone. Because he knows the truth. Yeah. 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 I got chills. That's such a cool realization. (sighs) Oh, so good. good. (laughs) I love it. Wait. And on that note, then is like, let me just quickly look up um, middle aged Marta. Is she she's wearing sand color, but her world is yellow. The desert. True. The desert. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And then isn't Ava's lair? for lack of a better word, more blue than anything mm-hmm. like blue mm-hmm. and black mm-hmm. and monotone. Yes. Well, because if you think about it, if you think about it, uh, Ava is the one that has the most clarity. And so does Adam, because blue also means clarity yeah. in, in truth, truth and clarity. So both of those two people. But middle aged Martha is being lied to and is also lying to Martha and Jonas the moment she meets them. Right. She knows she's going to shoot him in, you know, two hours or however long it takes her to shoot him um so yeah i do think yellow signifying hazard caution danger is something that they probably thought about i don't think for a second yeah that they didn't you know a lot of the other color theory is us just you know like acorn said diving in after the fact but they put that yellow coat on for a reason so i i think if anything the yellow coat specifically was okay what does yellow mean? What do we, maybe they thought we want to put him in something bright and that, but I do believe that they put so much thought into the show that they looked at that and they went, okay, yeah, let's either do, you know, the, the love and the, uh, um, what was the other one that you said, acorn love and Uh, danger. Yeah. Love and danger. Either looked at that and went, yeah, let's do that. And that's going to be a theme or they did the, you know, dishonesty and, and whatnot, because, you know, a lot of films use, color this way but dark specifically i think went out of its way with red and yellow maybe yeah. maybe we're reaching on blue i don't think we are but i i love where we landed yeah with blue. i think so too and i do have something i want to talk and kind of throw your way so we can discuss mm-hmm. it if we have mm-hmm. um if now's a good time yeah 
Um, so now that we've talked about all three colors, there's three, two areas that I found, but now I'm, I'm considering a third one where all of the colors are utilized. And so I wanted to talk yes. about what that means, because mm-hmm. as far as with dress, we've talked about Agnes wearing a yellow dress, a red dress and a blue dress. And so she is one of the characters that embodies all three colors in the series. And I want to say Claudia as well. Yeah. Because Claudia wears all of those colors at some point in time. And so that's the first thing. What is that? What do you think that really means or symbolizes to have these two characters embody all three colors when a lot of the other characters are maybe one or none? Are you ready for this? Yes. Agnes is the beginning and Claudia is the end. Oh, shit. Well, uh, so thank you so much for coming to the Dark Podcast. We are done, actually. This is the end of the entire series. We've done everything we came to do. So have a great day. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome, right? Oh, Oh, God. So good. No, you're right. You're absolutely freaking right. Wait, can someone quickly look up uh, what? Tanhouse's family is wearing. Oh, oh yeah. my god! <sighs> they're okay. So they're stand. Oh my god! Now wait a goddamn Did we minute. Just hit gold. Wait a minute. Oh, I think we sort of hit gold because I'm also looking at the way the scene is lit. Yes. Oh my god! Okay, so they they are in. Okay, look, I'm gonna drop this link here into the uh, yes Discord. I will also include it in the show notes. Um, so don't panic. But it is the final scene. And I just want you to start from the beginning, have it muted, and take a look at how we have ye- both yellow, the street sign, and the golden light here, and then the blue light of the car. Oh, my God. Okay, now, wait a minute. The, they are going to show up in yellow as they the, the sparkles yeah. show up. And then cut to the car, which is also shot in both. Is The car is yellow. Like, the inside of the car looks yellow. The car itself is white. Now, watch as the lightning strikes yes, with the blue. blue and the yellow blanket. And is her coat yellow? Or tan. I feel like the baby's blanket is yellow. Okay, so in one of the scenes, he the baby looks like it's wrapped mm-hmm. in gold, red, and blue. Yeah. Yes. It's like the baby's hat is yellow and the blanket is red. And his jeans, by the way, his jeans are a, a bright blue. Yeah, like a bright blue denim. Okay, here we go. I might get a reveal of this, of said baby. Baby is in a red blanket. Mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baby's in a red blanket. <gasps> with a yellow hat though? I don't know if it's a yellow hat uh, I'm take, I, it looked like it was in one of the scenes I'm just speeding ahead to see if we get a better shot of baby but I don't think we will but see it's golden even if it's the lighting is very specific look they're they are getting shot with flickering blue light as they're yep. like thinking about maybe this is real and we should turn back and the whole car is in golden light it's yellow and blue there and the stoplights sorry to yell but like oh my god right before right before they turn around and change destiny all of the stop all the stoplights are red all three of them in a triangle shape by the way (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the show is insane if you go to the final episode when his son and wife come back Tanhouse is wearing a blue shirt with a yellow coat No. no the baby is wrapped in a red blanket there's yellow light in the scene like a with like a blue undertone unbelievable oh my god i am deceased deceased i am deceased are you ready for this other thing that i have check this out um i will also include this in the show notes yes to the yellow hat by the way baby in yellow wow 
Wow. Wow. Remember when we were like, maybe we're reaching. (laughs) Hold on. I think his daughter-in-law as well, the plaid that she's wearing looks like it's got yellow, red, and blue in it. Oh, wow. What? Oh, my God. Maybe this is like a whole other episode, but it's probably one that has to be done way later. But I just included a picture, which I will also include in the show notes, which is that final shot where uh, Jonas and Marta are watching the car drive away. The car looks yellow because of the way that it's lit. But more importantly, they make a triangle shape with the markings on the road. Yes. And the two of them, they are both triangles, but they are also making a triangle with the car. Oh, my God. It's really cool. Yeah, triangles are a whole other thing we can talk about. Yeah, we just have a whole episode called Triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shapes in dark. Forget colors. Now we're going to talk about shapes in dark. Uh, The snake eating its own tail and the triangle. I don't know if we could do an entire episode about triangle specifically, but we could certainly do a mini episode. (laughs) That's for sure. But yeah. Oh, man, this was such a good episode, man. This was so good. Yeah, man. Do we have any other notes or thoughts? I think that, like, honestly, that cumulative moment of discovery where we discover all three are used in the final scene yeah i think that that's pretty badass oh oh i totally forgot yes i do have one one final thing Mm -hmm. um so we talked about yes so agnes and claudia wear all three colors and then we found out in the final scene there's all three colors there's one more place that i want to talk about that shows all three colors and that's adam's lair and i'm gonna send you a picture now because this struck me so hard when I started noticing color. Oh, my dude. His whole lair is just shades and combinations of red, yellow, and blue. Like yeah. the blue walls, the blue lampshades, the red art. Even the rugs on the floor are red, blue, and yellow. All the books are red. Okay. I also just went back and watched the opening scene, the very first scene. The... Some of the some of the pictures that are taped to the wall in the bunker are using white tape, but on what looks to be people who are hiding a secret, they use yellow tape. Oh my no! What? Yes, oh my I'm God. looking at it right now. So I'm watching it now. The first shot goes to Trant, adult Trant has the uh, has the yellow tape on it. Child Helg, uh, adult Helg, maybe cream. That one's cream. It looks like. Trant's wife is also with yellow tape. Charlotte, yellow tape. Middle-aged and adult. Oh, God. What's her name? Ines. Oh, my God. Yeah, I see it now. It's like a combination of um, of duct tape or uh, what's it called? Scott, Ma- mas- uh, not Scott. Masking, Masking tape. tape. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But then some of them are very specifically yellow. And you're right. Then, yes. then comes the one red thread with Michael. Michael, rather. Adult Michael. Because they don't show you who it's attached to. But yeah, that's pretty flipping awesome. The show's great. I can't. It's so wow. good. Mm-hmm. Pee-pee, I, did you see the, the Adam I'm picture? I'm looking right now. I'm so sorry. I was busy. Whoa. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Like everything. Oh, okay. This is such a strange thing to notice. But look at how. Do you see the triangle? I Maybe we do need to do an episode on triangles. In the very <laughs> corner of this shot are three oranges in a triangle. Oh, yep. Not that oranges are the forbidden fruit, but it's just interesting that they literally did the Trinity symbol right there in the corner with the oranges. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you you need to fill a set with something, it's like, just do it in threes. Yeah, that's pretty much probably what they said or try to make wow. as many triangles as possible or, you know, whatever. But at, and maybe this is because I'm a photographer, but like when we look at a scene like this, we notice that stuff. 
And if yeah. it's blank, okay, put those oranges there. Maybe there were three, or, maybe there were four or just one or two in that bowl. And they were like, you know, it'd be really cool. Put three <laughs> in there, you know, because that's, that's what you look at. You're taught to look at the background rather than just specifically that person all the time. Right. So that's pretty cool. I don't think for a second that this wasn't intentionally done. Also, let's talk about how, you know, yeah, the lamp, the lamps on the ground or like on the desk have a bunch of different lights. But look at the look at the lights here on the on the wall that do the three that then reflect the light blue in the Trinity symbol in the yes. knot on mm-hmm. the wall. That's purposeful. They had to have been like, this is perfect. Yeah, totally. A thousand percent. I didn't even notice that. That's incredible. So awesome. There's so much in this show. Oh, there's so much. I'm also interested just to jump back to Blue really quickly Mm -hmm. uh, because it occurred to me the world where Jonas and Marta are in between worlds as they're traveling back is entirely blue. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, it's entirely blue. Wow. Yeah. That's right. And the weird, the, the like sparkling things that are all around them are all blue as well. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's interesting because... In that space, everything's blue and true, and they are they're having their moment of clarity. But then, yeah. when they show up on the road, they are surrounded by yellow light because they're about to yeah. deceive someone to save their life. But it is like hazard, caution: don't go this way. Right. And also, we're gonna try to just tell you we're gonna lie to you a little bit and say there's an accident up ahead. Don't go up ahead. Caution. Turn around. But like, how? That's super cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, something to note as well is that in all of the videos of Tan House's like explanations mm-hmm. of time and all of that stuff, the like I don't know pre-recorded information, he's mm-hmm. wearing a blue suit and yeah. the set is blue. That's amazing. The truth, clarity. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Tan House is a whole other thing, especially that yes. specific scene. I want to go back to that at some point because that's yeah. the first time they break the fourth wall in that show, and it's a very important yes. moment. And I definitely want to talk about it. But not now. Now's not the time. Well, that was a great flipping episode, I'd say. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. Yeah, that w- that was great. I feel like, man, I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm so glad. Me too. Me three. There's three of us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, from now on, I one of us needs to wait a minute. You've got, so Acorn's got red hair, beautiful red hair. And Merg's behind you is a blue and yellow checkered is that right? Scarf? The shawl thing on your, on your yes, chair. It's, yeah, it's, yes, blue, it's and yellow. blue and yellow. Yeah. I'm also wearing a red scrunchie. Definitely, deliberately. Red. So we all just need to be wearing one thing red, yellow, and whatever when we record this from now on. Okay, you, you also color tone your webcam to be more blue tones. That's true. I do. Oh, that reminds me. I have a final thing. And mm-hmm. this is specifically for you, PB. <gasps> I'm ready. No. (gasps) She just gifted the cinematic color grading tutorial for Dark, the series, as in how to grade for the scenes. In Lightroom. (gasps) It's so good. Okay, we will have to link this as well. Steal the color grading from any movie or photo. I actually know how to do that. That's cheating. I accidentally hit forward on that thing. But yeah, (laughs) that is so cool. It's funny, too, because what I noticed from watching this is while this person identified all the different elements to the color grading of the show, it doesn't quite look like dark unless you have that balance of red, blue 
and mm-hmm. yellow. Mm-hmm. Like he uses a couple stock photos. I say he, I don't know who this person is. They use a couple stock photos. And the only one that looks really like dark is the one where the person's in a yellow raincoat sitting on yep, like a I cliff. And mm-hmm. when he, when they're finished, it looks just like dark. But then all the others, it's like, yeah, I can kind of see it. So that shows so much intention. I'm looking at that right now. And I think the reason, and you're right, it's because they need to have the right hue between the the red and the yellow. But the road looks blue when they do it. When they color yes. grade it properly, the road has a little bit of a blue tint to it instead of just, you know, gray. It's so cool. Thank you for that gift. <laughs> you're welcome. Our show notes are going to be like a novella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I gave Rob a heads up. I was like, you know, we definitely need a, a big button on the page that says show notes because literally every episode we're going to have a whole bunch of exhibits, exhibit A, B, C. And and what we're going to do is we're just going to go through and have, you know, exhibit A and we're just going to have the thing that we're talking about there. Um, there won't be any notes or anything like that, uh, written notes, uh, but you'll just know based on what we're talking about what we're referencing next. Yeah. So everything should be there in the show notes. If we miss anything, just let us know. Again, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash dark and you can see the button to the show notes. If you want to go directly there, just add a slash show notes, all one word. You have to then click on which episode you're listening to, of course, and then it'll show you the show notes. Also, if we missed anything, please feel free to contact us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com or use the hashtag darkcompanionpod and we'll be looking for it um, because we would love to know if there was anything that we missed, uh, if there was something that uh, a fact that you realized while you were listening to this and it kind of blew your mind. Yes. We also want our minds blown. So please contact us. That would be super cool. Oh, yeah, we would absolutely love that. And we are taking a peek. Come join the conversation. Truly, we would love that. Yes. All yes. right, guys. Well, should we do some shout outs? Yes. Hi, I'm PB. Uh, you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry. You can also see all the crazy things that I'm up to um, right at pumpkinberry.tv. I've got personal photos on there. I am definitely going to be doing a blog post about my favorite photos from behind the scenes of Dark because some of the photography is just oh, blow your mind oh, yes. amazing. Um, and I can talk about like, yeah, I was I was gushing to my to my hubby about like, you know, the medium format camera and portrait shots. And he just said to me, like, how do you know that that's a medium format? And I was like, here, I can tell you. And I just like went on this like whole thing. So I, I'm definitely <laughs> going to be sharing that. But also um, it's got a list to all my podcast projects I'm on. I do a whole bunch of tabletop role playing and um, I run my own show, which is steeped in metaphor and cool stuff like that, that I, I, ha- I am really bad at shouting my stuff out. But if you like Dark, I really encourage you to check it out because I, I put just as much love and thought and effort into it and the symbolism there and the mysteries to solve in there uh, as I feel like they did in Dark. So yeah, that's me. Thank you for listening. I'm also going to hop on to that as well and say that PB does GM a show called Gone on Table Story every Wednesday, and it is amazing. But she also has in the past GM'd a show called mm. Nocturne. Oh, yes. I should have mm. mentioned that. Yeah. Which if you're into time travel, you'll love it. It's unbelievable. It's probably one of my favorite things oh, of all thank time you. as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's a complete show, too. Yeah, it's done. You can go binge it. So if you listen to this and you're like, I, d- I don't have anything else to listen to, go find no- Nocturne and start that because you have hours and hours and hours yeah. of story. And Nocturne is literally about a time loop. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Yep, go do yep. it. It's really good. Awesome. Acorn? Yes, I'm Acorn, Acorn Bandit. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
Actually, I take that back. Instagram's different. You can find me on Twitter at Acorn Bandit. You can find me everywhere else at Joyson Studio. You can also find me at joysons.com, J-O-I-S-A-N-S. I make enamel pins. And I'm also on another podcast on the Geek Generation Network, which is Avatar, the podcast. And we recently, uh, last week, we announced a giveaway, actually. So if you're listening to this and it's pretty close to the release date, we're going to be running a giveaway for the next month for an Oppopin, five of them, actually. So there's uh, instructions on how to enter on our Twitter, which is at Podcast Avatar. So if you're interested, go take a look. It's also a really amazing podcast if you are into Avatar, because I had, had never seen it. And it was like my mission to start watching the show with the podcast. It's very good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and I am Mergles. I am an animator. I stream on Twitch during the week. You can come check me out at twitch.tv slash Mergles. I'm making an animated film. So if you're interested in the process of how animated films get made, I'm making my own. Um, and every step of the way as well, I'll be streaming it. So, so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash Mergles is kind of the thing, I think. Anyway, Mergles across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Of course, if we've missed anything, again, you can tweet us individually or you can use the hashtag darkcompanionpod or email us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. Of course, special thanks to Johnny Caballero for letting us use his beautiful cover art. You can find him on Twitter at Johnny Knight, uh, and that's spelled J-H-O-N-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. We're also very proudly part of the Geek Generation Network, and you can find more awesome podcast-related cool nerdy things like TV, comics, and movies at thegeekgeneration.com. Thank you so much for diving into dark with us, and we'll be back next Thursday with episode four, which oh, is... Sh- I don't know what the I don't know what the episode is. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what do we want to do next week? Well, PB, it's your episode, so yeah. Okay, so we've done primary use of color. Um, I, I think we wanted to wait on Jonas and Martha. We could do Ulrich and Katarina. Mm, I think that's a good solid one to maybe do. What would we call the episode, though? Torn apart together. Ooh. Merkles. Okay, queen. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez. So good. <laughs> so thank you so much for diving into dark with us. And we will be back next Thursday with episode four called torn apart together Ulrich and katarina Ulrich and katarina <laughs> thank you for listening bye. see you next week bye, bye. bye.